Tarot. Round three. Round three. <laughs> you said you wouldn't. <laughs> it felt you right said it. You said it. Well, you just had to surrender to the energies because we just went on a whole hour-long rant about surrender. Yeah. Yep. Practicing what you preach, huh? I'm good. <laughs> you said so many amazing things about surrender, but I want to talk about why we discarded those drafts, even though the last one was literally 70 minutes of our precious time. I'll let you start. Why we scrapped that and started new? Or... Yeah. You're just like, I have no idea. I thought it was perfect. I said was... so many amazing things. <laughs> there were so many gems. And... There were. <sighs> At least we heard them. Um, I mean, we just felt into it. If it was feeling good at first, and then it just didn't feel right. Um, and there were parts of it that fell off. And I think both of us were just like, yeah, I wouldn't want to put that out. Um, and I mean, surrender is just, it's not getting attached. You know, it was like, we, we took what we could or what we needed to from that last draft, which was mm-hmm. that your girl is uh, so bright. Um, <laughs> but no, we, we found a lot of gems and we we held on to those. I think those were more so messages for us. And, and yeah, we just, you know, we took what we needed and we left the rest. Yeah. It's true. Um, it did feel like it was more for us. Um, but now that we're here, what have we learned? Because <laughs> this is our third time. I feel like we must have learned something. <laughs> I think what I learned is that we're better together than we are individually. I know it's corny. I know you might be blushing. I know people listening to this are just like, this is literally a one-on-one conversation. Why am I tuning in? But maybe you need to hear this too, dear listener, that when you work with your partner, not just you and them separately, but together, the creative force is very powerful, right? It's not about the message that we yield or that we say or deliver. It's not about um, any inspiring channel message from a twin flame. What matters, what is the driving force of this podcast and Apollo and Artemis is simply our union energy and if it's not fully present then we have no reason to post anything yeah and i mean i think that was a big part of it is is being present with each other um it's it's work it's not easy you know we we were very intentional about it in the other ones but i think um we weren't intentional about working together and that's something that we had to readdress and uh i mean we're very strong personalities so it can be yeah (laughs) (laughs) but but that's the thing about surrender and learning it's just like even though it didn't feel right we almost wanted to double down and be like oh let's try like we talk about how we get plotted for and it's good to do hard work, but if it doesn't align, then you're just wasting energy at that point. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's got to be some flow to it. Yeah. And so 
sources leading me this way and i you know we're talking about doing things together rather than doing things apart and you say it's work you know what are some things that you think we've had to undo within ourselves to really come together you know people listening to this may not know this but i just Diane and I are long distance in relationships. We literally live on the opposite sides. It's so funny how that worked out. Literally the opposite sides of the country. <laughs> and we don't see each other very often. Um like once or yeah, about once a month or once every if 6 that. weeks. Yeah, if that. And when we come together, it's always this weird energetic barrier that we need to crush every single time. and it's just like oh wow we're so individualistic we're two whole individuals and when we come together it's like how do we break that barrier you know and it takes so it it takes a while you know there's a part of our physical bodies that are still getting used to each other and whenever we try to be intimate right away we feel it we're just like oh this feels weird <laughs> yeah. right uh, but there's also an aspect that isn't authentic and real which is part of the ego that's just like no I'm an individual I can't be in a relationship and this might be helpful for someone right now who feels like they're just such an individual and they don't know how to yield or surrender to a partner yeah. I mean I think you and me kind of have said this before and it's just like I like being single I can't imagine introducing somebody else into this right um I I I really was nervous. It's like I don't know if I'll you know like I might be that single crazy aunt that just is single forever and travels the world. Like that that's me. And I began to just like identify with that because I was so scared of introducing somebody else into my life uh romantically because I was just so comfortable and happy being on my own and like you said we're both very independent and it almost feels like bringing somebody else even like somebody you love like entering into a relationship interrupts the relationship with yourself. Oh yeah, I thought that heavily. <laughs> right? And so like it can cause a lot of tension or resentment and um I this this past time that we were around each other, you know, that's the tension that Dan and I had and it was more so on my end where I just I wasn't feeling like myself and it was almost just like I wanted to blame him for it and the reality is I just needed to double down on my own things. You know, I needed to double down on my self-care and on on doing the things for myself and you in no way were an obstacle to that. Um but I also had to be understand that like we're in a relationship like i'm choosing to be in a relationship and i think that's an important part like you can choose not to i can choose not to be with you but i'm choosing to be with you and that's going to require me to make certain decisions like yeah. including you in discussions including you in my decisions what made it extra difficult was you had this increased height of presence before i came where you felt even more like an individual and you said to yourself audibly I don't have to be with Dan. I don't have to be with my twin flame. I I'm happy as I am. And so you were in this very independent energy and I was in the energy of oh I'm going to see my girlfriend, I'm traveling. 
across the states to see this one person I love so much. So I'm putting you, my energy is putting you on the pedestal because I'm visiting you and I've invested so much, whether it be money, time, and uh, my own, uh, the opportunity cost of doing whatever business thing. And you're over here being more independent and I'm yielding to you. It's just like when I see you, I'm like, oh, hey, babe, I love you so much. And I'm just like, ugh, back off. <laughs> that was so hard to to be that in that space because like I was totally in the same boat just days before and um, you know I've just been going through these immense shifts and like downloads and like intense where like I would wake up and just not know who or where I was you know um, yeah. And I just, you know, it, it's just recently that I, I mentioned to Dan, like, I find, I feel like I'm finally coming back into my, like, body and into my life. Like, I feel like I've been gone for a while. And, you know, it's, it was really frustrating because I'm just like, I wanted it. I was just as excited about you coming as you were. And I just wake up one morning and all of a sudden I'm just like, I want to be alone, you know, and it was, it was really scary because I didn't know how I could come back to that place of like being excited again and being, um, you know, on that, on that same, in that same place that you were, or the even thing in is, the same place but I the was thing like is, before. But the thing is, you can't get to that place because it's a lower frequency. Yeah. And people need to hear this. When you accumulate present moment awareness, you never lose it. It's in you. And so Diana accumulating the light, whether it be light code activations or present moment awareness, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it, but as she raises her vibration, she cannot lose it. She cannot come down to my level. She forced me energetically to step up. I want to make this one point that a lot of us want to we, we romanticize the feeling of being needed yeah. right we want to feel needed by someone no you don't no. the feeling of someone needing you like actually needing you it's actually not attractive at all like energetically speaking no. like i don't want to sound harsh by saying the word repulsive but you actually repel your person by needing them Right. And just think about that because we have a lot of divine lovers and twin flames and soulmates and whatnot listening to this right now. Right. You you want your person to want you to the point of needing you realize you don't actually needing is is a very uh, repulsive energy. You don't want to be in that space or egoic. Like, yeah. It just satisfies their ego if, if you need them. Yeah. And the thing is, with with your energy, I had to step up. Because I was yeah. forcing the issue. I was like, okay, maybe if I initiate physical contact, then she'll feel a certain way. This is how unaware masculine energy is at times. right? We, we force a connection. And I think that's what a lot of people do. If there's not that energetic resonance, we try to force a connection. Oh, wow, I'm being very open and vulnerable here. This is crazy. Um, but instead, I took a step back. I was like, let me meditate. Let me come back to my senses. I told you, hey, nothing has, has to happen tonight, 
right? I'm, I'm here for you. I told you I love you apart from whatever happens between us, right? Mm -hmm. I settled into my own. I made a TikTok and just reminded myself of my purpose and being in my own energetic space then attracted you back to me. Yeah, it was like a... I swear, it was like it was a, a whole light different world. flip. Because I was just like, I'm not attracted to my boyfriend right now. Like, what the fuck? And, and I was just like, maybe I'm just getting used to the energy about around being around his energy again because we've been apart for a while. And yeah, we were sitting in each other's energy and it was just, I was like, it's not. I just, I'll be patient, you know? Um, but it was, it takes a lot of self-awareness. Like, it was really scary to be in that place of like I'm not sure I'm attracted to him right now I love him and I want to be attracted to him but I just I can't force this right now and you know I understood that previously in past relationships I would force it I was I've been in a long distance relationship before I've had this happen where when I meet them I'm not really attracted at the time and it takes me a while to get used to and so I understood that that was a part of it and before I used to just like force myself to get used to it. And this time around, it was more so of, I'm going to give my body and my mind the space that it needs to get comfortable. If I'm not comfortable with something, I'm not gonna force myself in any sort of situation, right? Like, And the thing is, I would never want you to feel like you're forcing yourself, mm-hmm. right? And. And I'm sure everyone's just like, oh, like, this is probably, like, about, like, super intimacy. Like, no, this was just about, like, kissing you. Like, I think it took me a while just to, like, give you a peck. Or even um, hug. Hugging felt strange. Yeah. Or even holding hands. We didn't hold hands. We didn't We didn't kiss until, like, you were able to get into that space. And then it was just, like, I. it was really random, too. I think I just, like, randomly, like, I grabbed something from you and I just kissed you. And it just felt, I was just like, that, I don't know what, what shift happened or why that felt so natural, but okay. Yeah. And the thing is, the point is, if you're listening to this, don't force a connection if the energy isn't there. What you need to do is you need to elevate and meet your person at a higher level. Maybe the reason something isn't manifesting for you is because you're operating at a lower consciousness like I was of need, desire, passion lust right not love purpose abundance non-attachment ultimate presence right so instead of forcing attract by elevating your consciousness and what happens is when you meet at the same level because dude we talked about this energy nowadays is so potent so potent you feel it right it's just like between not not just not between you listening to this right now not just between you and your 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 partner (laughs) you and yourself but you and your friends you call up a friend and you can pick up the vibes right away like oh this is weird or oh yeah this is definitely a vibe right it's like vibes have never been so clear-cut before and when you're meeting at the same energetic resonance it just feels so much better right our our it wasn't the next day because we were still adjusting but the day after that wednesday we were we just rolled around in bed and it, it was heaven on earth right and but we don't get to that 
place if you force. I, I that's a big thing, and we started talking about surrender, right? So surrender by it's it's kind of a ironic, right? Because you're surrendering to your own ascension. Yeah. I don't know if you can make sense of that more than I can. Um, you probably can't. Because it's like work. Because you because I had to do work to get to a certain place, but I also had to surrender to the fact that look, she's simply not attracted to me right now. Yeah. It's you have to swallow the truth, no matter how hard it is, or how um uncomfortable it is. Right? There's it doesn't it's not permanent I think that's why we have so much trouble accepting truth is we think it's permanent we think you can't change it surrender isn't about not being able to change it it's understanding the situation that you're in it's about being fully present and then working with that you know you being divine you being um, an embodiment of the creator is you having the ability to create and to be creative but you can't be creative if, if you can't if you don't address the problem yes. right you can't have solutions if you're not looking at the real problem at, at that point you're just kind of coming up with like you're just putting a band-aid on things um but you have the ability to really fix things and to really um change the direction of your life but you're not going to be able to do so if you don't accept the truth you know what is the truth in your life the truth in my life was I wasn't attracted to my boyfriend but if I kept saying something different like oh I'm just I'm just not feeling it right now right or oh I'm maybe I'm just a little out of it maybe there's something wrong with me if I didn't accept like the real fact of it then me and Dan wouldn't be able to have a productive conversation um and it doesn't just happen in in relationships right it's in other ways that we feel stuck um but yeah that's that's the biggest advice I have on that and I mean you you're you really excel in that and you've really taught me to be better at that in just like some of the things they say to Dan like I'm really impressed that he's allowed me to be able to be like that blunt with him (laughs) and you just you accept it you're like damn you're right (laughs) okay because here's the thing whenever we say something to each other the other person always admits how they are in some way at fault too so it's easier to digest Hey, Dan, I don't like the way you're doing this. If you say, but I get how I don't, you don't like when I do this too. And I'm going to fix that. Right. So it's like, okay, not only am I responsible, but you address your own responsibility for some issue too. And it feels like equal. It feels proportional. It feels like, okay, this is a reciprocal relationship. Again, going back to the premise of this podcast, it feels like teamwork. Right? It feels like me and you together rather than me versus you. And I feel like that's where a lot of relationships divide. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, we we're talking, I was, I was thinking about, you know, if you're not mindful of, of the truth in that moment and you're forcing, you can't call that love. 
Hey, we, we read this, uh, we're reading a book that's how to love, it's called How to Love, and one of the roots of love is mindfulness. If you're not mindful that your person is simply not attracted to you at the moment, you're forcing something, you're out of the present moment, you're in your in your lustful desire, you're in your passion, you're in your ego that can't take rejection in the moment. You're not grounded, you're not rooted in, in, in true love, you know? Um, it, it, it's hard pill to swallow, but mindfulness is is super is super super key. Yeah, that's where you can make movement, make changes. Yeah. What is one other, maybe one or two more things that you think we really learned during that trip, other than the fact that I eat all your family's food? Oh my gosh, my aunt made food for everyone. He ate everything. Everything. I, I like look at the package. On, on, like on two different occasions left. too. <laughs> it's all right. We approve. My my family likes that. Uh, the more you eat, the better. Good. Yeah. I, I can't stop myself. Look, everything is vibration. Correct? Correct. Correct. When things are homemade with, with love, it doesn't matter if it's not a $30 meal or entree at a super famous restaurant. The fact that it was cooked with love, you can taste it. And for me, home-cooked Mexican food just hits different. It just does. And it speaks to my soul. So thank I'm you. Glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you Yeah. I'm glad you like it. So um, yeah, uh, one or two more things, babe, that, that we learned. really picked up. Oh my goodness. Do you want to go how about you do one and i do one you get to if you want me to go first that way you can work off me yeah yeah, yeah. if you, you can't think of anything because i have one I'm, I'm not really sure if that's what i want to say yeah yeah you go first you go first okay you're you might not expect this one but it just came to me and i'm not going to bore the people with silence so when you have love you have everything when you have love you have something that money can't buy. Therefore, you do not need to explore lower pleasures to fulfill or satiate that desire because you have it in the union. There's a part of us that are, that both of us that we share that's very bougie and wants to explore and experience and we bought each other nice jewelry and shit. And that's awesome. But I think we both realize the pleasure that we feel comes not from anything else besides what's happening between you and me do you know what yeah. I mean I don't even and think I, it was like the buying of it it was just like the window shopping with you that I liked exactly exactly and then it just felt like well we've been like in this store looking at all this shit taking up all their time hard not to yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> but you know there's there's people who are listening to this maybe and finding satisfaction in something that money can buy because they haven't fully pursued or built a foundation or built roots into something that money can't buy something like a relationship something like a friendship or a harmonious partnership or open communication with a love that inspires growth and healing and transcendence right I think now that our day and age is kind of very materialistic. <laughs> if you look on TikTok, you know, everyone is super dripped out and 
that's all cool and we're, we're we're part of that also in some ways i think it's very important not to lose sight of what truly matters and those listening to this maybe you need a reminder that we're not alone like you don't have to go with the grain and be all cons- pro consumer you don't have to act like you care about what you look like and how you dress you don't have to act like you want to invest in things that money can buy if you're more interested in things that money can't if you're more interested in just sitting on the beach and meditating you know when we were at the beach there was um two influencers there uh, I, I call them influencers i don't know why but mm-hmm. maybe because i see myself and and you doing this one day in in corona del mar they were doing sound bath healings for people i'm like that's amazing i know i wish i saw it i would have gone you know and at first when i was walking towards i'm like what is this ufo sound that i'm hearing <laughs> are the aliens here like what is my alien soulmate around the corner <laughs> but then it was it was people just completely zen out listening to the, the singing bowls and, and whatever chakra frequency was playing i'm like this this is it presence you know i think we all try to self manufacture moments of presence by doing things like buying or purchasing or trying something on and saying oh yeah this looks good on me therefore every time someone looks at me i'll get the feeling of appreciation and validation because i don't have it from a partner but when you really invest in a union like us on that wednesday morning when it was just me and you from 7am to 11am like us but having jewelry yeah i know but like what i'm saying is having material stuff in that moment wouldn't add to the situation no. wouldn't add to our presence it was it had nothing to do it's it's uh accessory it's literally an accessory it's like it's on the side you know the main course is 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 the union hmm. so all that to say it's worth investing in love you know buying cool shit whatever invest in love learn how to love we'll talk in future episodes uh how to love we're reading a book um we talked about one aspect of how to love which is mindfulness on a different episode we'll talk more about um what we've learned about how to manage a, a soul-based relationship mm-hmm. but that was one thing i took away from it i don't know if you have any thoughts oh, on it you, you know what on. i think it was that last night um what's up and it's it was it took me a while like come to the re- that realization that i'm not perfect so i spent a good chunk of one of those days or most of those days just being like really annoyed and like, oh my goodness i didn't think we would go here but okay let's did, did you do- <laughs> I know. i'm ready i'm ready okay i was just very annoyed with dan he he there he there was this one habit he had and it was like beginning to irritate me and so i'll tell him what it is <laughs> we'll, we'll go into it a bit but i i just noticed that i was just increasingly annoyed and was just like really like i don't like this i don't like this part of him um or he needs to it was more so like he needs to fix this he needs to fix this he needs to do this or like i'm going to be like i'm going to continue to be bothered um and 
it we weren't able to have a conversation until I was finally able to understand that like that's that's probably who he is and how he is and if I'm not fully accepting of this like do I unconditionally love him right and I sat with a lot of I sat with it for a while and I just came to the understanding of I'm not perfect and when I understood that I began to unwrap why it was that that was so triggering for me because I was like I don't know if this would be triggering for anyone else why is it this triggering to me and I understood where I needed to do my work and where I needed to do my healing and then I could have a conversation with him and this was one of the things where I was like this is what I'm going to work on but I need you to understand that this is what's bothering me and what you're doing right And and you said I don't know if this would be triggering to someone else that's such an important facet of understanding triggers can you just unpack that just a little bit more yeah um i mean it's it's one of those things that i would hurt hear a lot is like oh you're overreacting to something and so i i just like sat with that for a while is am i overreacting to this and i did validate myself i'm like why am i bothered by this right and like that was the importance that's the importance of validating your needs Mm -hmm. and really what I was bothered by was I felt like I wasn't being heard when I would ask him to stop he wouldn't and that's why I'm like okay like like I said Dan's a jokester and he was just like joking with me and like trying to do like pick small fights with me like the whole trip and like towards the end of it I'm just like I'm I don't like the stress of always being in conflict even even if it's playful I don't like it and so I felt like I wasn't being heard because when I asked asked him to stop he he continued it because he thought it was funny and cute and I didn't but at the same time I'm like where where did I go wrong one I didn't I, I kind of also joked with him but I didn't vocalize that I don't like conflict and that it actually stresses me out and like puts me in a state of um in, like almost like anxiousness right of like high high stress and I know that's not normal to everybody I understand that that's my own trauma because I can look back at specific events in my life that really resembled our interactions um it, it took a lot of self-awareness but I think what helped me more is just taking the time to ask myself why is this bothering me and validating why it was bothering me right um how do you i mean because i i really applaud you because understanding that i realized how not just annoying but really noxious and harmful my words might have really come across as right um how do you go from a place of just like being affected and you can use the word triggered but not mm-hmm. reacting you know you you, didn't, you never reacted to me you never uh said anything back in return you kind of just internalized it and you did the mirror work or you did the mirror exercise where you said okay what does this remind me of what what in my past is this uh reflection of you know yeah. like because because that's where you know people that that's the gap between 
people who are healed, people who are mature, versus people who are just walking around with 10,000 triggers. Oh, yeah. And it's not, it wasn't easy. There was times where I was just like really frustrated and really uncomfortable and not sure what to do. Right? Um, but this is the key thing. I've had a lot of practice doing this. I've had a lot of practice of having to learn to um, hold my tongue appropriately and speak when I'm more level-headed, right? Um, I've, I've had a lot of practice with my family because, and I tell this to a lot of my clients and people who feel very trapped in their situation, it's, you're not trapped, you're just being guided like it's not going to make sense why you're in this situation until you're able to apply it see my confrontations with my family were really really frustrating and I felt like they were like almost unavoidable but they really forced me to mature and how to have like healthy conversations with someone I'm going to be very real my parents are pretty immature and so I had to be very aware and conscious and um just like really considerate about how I spoke to them if I wanted mm. things to change or if I wanted um, to voice my opinion, right? I had to be very aware of how I was talking to them and very controlled in my speech, right? And I mean, you, um, people who I've worked with hear this all the time. And I think we talked about this in the Facebook community and it was don't talk to someone while they're doing something like don't talk to them about the issue while they're in that act so because it's not productive you have to you have to allow the person to separate themselves as much as they can from the person that hurt you Mm. right the dan i don't want to talk to dan the jokester while he's making a joke right I want to talk to Dan when he's being, you know, calm and intimate and serious with me about the jokes, about Dan the jokester, right? I need to allow you to separate from that person as much as possible so I can have a conversation with you about that person or that version of you, right? Or that that action. Otherwise, you can't help but, but get defensive. It's natural. You're supposed to get defensive if you feel like you're attacked. And so I had a lot of practice with my family and with my friends on on that topic, right? Um, Or on different things. But like I had a lot of practice on like, don't be reactive. It's not going to get anywhere. Take the notes that you need to take. And that's not going to help just them, but it's going to help you not be reactive and finger pointing it's also going to help you reflect and to not just finger point but look back at yourself and see how am I contributing to this and what is it that I need to change okay because it's not always what does this person have to do sometimes it's what do I also need to do in what ways am I creating this situation right am I not setting appropriate boundaries did I not vocalize my needs clearly enough? Okay. And so 
you began you begin to to shift it so by the time that me and Dan had that conversation I was much more settled and I because if I had that conversation with you earlier it would have been a lot of finger pointing and a lot of like you're doing this wrong I feel I feel like you're being a bad partner right but when we had the conversation I was able to tell you like hey I didn't realize this before but the reason I've been really annoyed with you and the reason for that was because um I had a lot of problems with my family due to um due to confrontation and due to a lot of joking around like my family would be very hurtful with their jokes and inconsiderate and they wouldn't know when to stop and I also had a friend with a similar dynamic where they always wanted to be butting heads or arguing with me and the 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 wonderful thing was when you told me that at first I was just like how do you not find this funny but then I did some self-reflection I realized my joke style was a product of not my authenticity but of my trauma also so just as your trauma was the cause of your trigger the thing that triggered you was my own unprocessed trauma that was projected into my present moment, which dictates how I communicate and what I believe true loving quote unquote communication is. Mm-hmm. So not only were you healed by bringing it up, but I was healed. And not only did you uh, just heal that part of yourself, but you showed me a part of myself that I was completely unaware of. Right. So when Diana says that I'm a jokester and I like to make, it sounds wrong, but in a funny, cute way, again, my intentions were, uh, I think she's cute when she cowers or I think she's cute when she turns away, you know, like I'm a jokester. Uh, Yeah, that's a big thing, right? Uh, I think she's cute when she gets mad. So I just call her names, right? I'll call her stupid or I'll call her an idiot in a baby voice or some shit. Um, I didn't realize until having that conversation that the reason I consider that loving communication and loving speech is because the people closest to me called me stupid. The people closest to me called me an idiot. And so the very words I was saying to her was simply a reflection or a projection of my own past. And I didn't realize it. In my head, I was like, why don't you find this funny? Meanwhile, I don't realize that I'm not acting from a place of sincerity or authenticity, but from a place of being triggered myself, right? Of, of acting upon my past, reacting to my past rather than being in control and being in the driver's seat and saying things from a place of true authenticity. Yeah. So that was a very powerful moment. And I can't applaud you enough for not hitting me because I think I would have just, or, or like literally just, I, 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 I can't say enough. Um, but, you know, I think the biggest takeaway is every relationship is going to take work. Yeah. Right. And, and you're not work, perfect. I think that's no. a, like the, the main reason I said that too is, um, we I mean we're the most important people in our lives right and we have a tendency to think that we are perfect so if we're in separation with someone we're just like how dare they be in separation with me or from me 
right? How dare they not be with me? How dare they not appease me? Um, Why are they not with me? And it's just, or if we are with a partner and we find a lot of faults in them, like finding faults in somebody or like Dan, like having this, this different way of life, like why, how, I think that's what I really caught myself as like, why do I think my way is better? Because I can be wrong, and honestly, that's probably why we have a lot of successes. Because I, I tell myself that all the time. Too. Like, I can be wrong. That's how I keep myself like humble too. Is I can be, I can be very wrong, and I need to be mm-hmm. open to that. And so I don't. I can be much more understanding of him if I come to the table like knowing like maybe I'm wrong about this, but this is something that I want to talk that about. energy just frees up so much for receiving yeah right just i in in every aspect of you know this could happen this might not happen i could be right i could be wrong i might manifest a million dollars i might end up broke who knows (laughs) but just being that place of non-resistance it just you know you're not you're not tense the energy is free yeah and it doesn't mean you don't address how you feel like that's how I approached our conversation too I think I was just like hey I could be wrong about this I might be being too sensitive about this let me just explain to you how I feel about this why it's triggering for me let me tell you my solutions for myself like this is what I plan on doing I'm planning on doing work um on on healing this specific trauma because I didn't I didn't see it until this dynamic kind of presented itself and so this is the work I'm doing this is what I'm going to address but I need to vocalize that this bothers me I don't know if there's anything that you can do or if this is just going to be like we'll we'll see where this goes if if this is just the lifestyle you have Um, you know I'm going to see if working on my trauma solves this where I'm not as you know triggered by it or upset by it I was like but if that's not the case and I'm unhappy I don't want you to be unhappy changing yourself I was like yeah. I need to call it off because of this I understand yeah you even went there you're just like if if this isn't just a thing because I don't want you to be unhappy and I don't want to compromise their authenticity then we can call it off I was like oh <laughs> <laughs> Things are going really well, so I know it like caught you off guard. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but I want to just touch on this briefly. How yeah. you know we think that by choosing to love ourselves and be spiritual, life should be easier, right? <laughs> when in reality, it simply just shows us where the work is. Right in the previous podcast, I said. Before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. The work doesn't stop. You simply know what the work is and you have less resistance to doing it. Yeah. You have more awareness. Yeah. Because if you were not, if you didn't have any awareness, then you would just project and you wouldn't do the shadow work. And then I wouldn't do the shadow work and I'd still be poking fun at you and not realizing that. I don't know if I didn't do the shadow work, I would have just we probably (laughs) I would have called it off. Like like Yeah, and I would have pissed someone else off. Yeah. Like, you know, like that's really where my head was at. I was like, I'm unhappy. I need I need out. Because there was a part of me that 
you know, was really craving being single again. And so I was like, am I just looking for faults at this point? That's that. That's really what it was. I'm like, you know what? I do remember having this thought of like remembering being single and how much easier that was, right? When I only had to deal with myself. So I just asked myself, is there a part of me that's overreacting because I'm trying to find an excuse to be single again? Yes. Yes. So yeah. See, the thing is said the work doesn't stop like a lot of people are in spirituality listening to this and they want a divine lover someone who supports their spiritual growth someone who makes them a better person you can't be afraid to do the work it doesn't matter if it's you and another body if it's your twin flame you still got to be you even got to be more committed to the work because they're the clearest reflection of you yeah so you know we just need to drop i feel like there's this um notion going around that the more perfect we are the less work that we have to do when that's that's not the case or the more the the more compatible our partner is the easier the relationship is going to be I i mean i totally i get it but like i said you just get better at it and honestly you're in particular you're if you're here listening you're a light worker you know that's just kind of the the people we attract um light workers right willing to do the work wanting to do the work healing the collective and so you're healing not just yourself but things that are passed down through generations through ancestry right you're healing on behalf of the collective yes and so it's not like I, I don't think easier is the right word mm-hmm. um, you're just more capable yep. of doing this clearing and th- that's what this that's what the work is it's not just the work for you it's the work for the collective and something I love that you said is your conversations with your parents prepped you for that conversation it's mm-hmm. like where we are right now, even though we want to turn a blind eye to it because it doesn't look like happiness. It doesn't look like where we want to be. It doesn't look like our bucket list or our dreams come true. It is preparing us to maintain and stabilize our own energies when we get that thing that we truly desire. Yeah. Right. And that's why... Or what we think we truly yeah. desire. Who knows? Yeah. And I think that's just, I mean, that's such an important point. It's like where you are now, I know it can be very frustrated, frustrating and like gloomy and you just want out. But, you know, there's a purpose to it. Like I can point to the exact conversation that prepped me for this, for my talk with you. And Mm. I will tell you, and it was a long argument. Like this was it was probably a full day maybe two days maybe three days of conversations that needed to be had where I had to hash things out with my parents and we had to keep coming to this conversation and it was so unbelievably uncomfortable and I wanted nothing but out and you know I just I had done a lot of work before that to get to that to get even to that point so um it's yeah everything's a process everything is not just a process but everything is or 
just divinely orchestrated for your and, for your highest good. And and the reward or consequence or result of doing that inner shadow work of realizing where you project is you, whether it be you, your parents, or me and you, or you listen to this right now and whoever you are triggered by, you naturally form a deeper connection. Yeah. So this was beautiful. I think uh, I'm glad we did this a third time, babe. And third time is definitely a charm. There's something about the number three. It's been popping up a lot for me. Um, But let's end with a lighter note. Yes. So I'm going to ask you rapid fire questions. Oh, God. Okay. Just, just, just like the old times. You know? Okay. Um, favorite fruit, fruit and vegetable. Go. Ma- mango and same. broccoli. Oh. Broccoli. Are we the same? We might be the same. This might be why we're together. No way. Oh, but before before the other questions, is there any other point that you wanted to make? Because there were points within the points you made and probably points within the points I made I didn't know if you wanted to hash anything out any further. What do you think? I trust your judgment here. Um, I feel like we we left something hanging. Um, I I do just want to emphasize the fact that the price of doing the shadow work and uh, you're always rewarded with more presence. And the more present you are, the more you can connect with someone. So when you aren't projecting and you are in this level of acceptance and you can see the situation for what it is and you're not reacting, right? You're responding from a place of presence. You can always connect deeper. And, uh, oh, this is this one thing. If we're always reacting, then we're always in fight or flight mode. Yes. And if our emotions are so geared to react, we cannot attract love. Please listen to this. This is probably the, this is one of the most important messages you'll ever hear in your life. Okay. That's a big statement. I know. But you, divine lover, twin flame, soulmate, whatever, you listening to this right now, your thoughts are electric. Your feelings and emotions are magnetic. You can think about love and try to manifest it. You can do spell work and shadow work. But if your main emotional vibration is fear, or reactance, or revenge, or frustration. Love cannot land. Love cannot land. You have to ask yourself, what feeling, what emotion am I practicing? And you might say, oh, I'm not practicing an emotion. I'm not I'm not practicing guilt. Well, you might be, but you're just so used to being in the vibration of guilt or fear or scarcity that you're not even realizing that that's your main vibration, right? So the more that we are not triggered by people, the more that we work on our triggers, the more that we can be in the state of feeling light. And when we are light, then our main emotions are joy, presence, peace, love. And so there's no one that we are walking on eggshells around. Our, Our hands aren't up. We're not in defense mode. Right? And so we feel safe. We feel like we belong. We feel much better about life. And then love can find it settle in and land because our emotions are magnetic big message all right that was it i don't know if you had anything else but that that's no that's it yeah 
so I guess that's it. Um, my basic vegetable. What other vegetable? No. I mean, I do. Okay, so fried vegetables or fried broccoli is amazing, by the way. Deep fried. Yes, there's this Amish place by my by my house that we go to, and it's spectacular. Okay. Number two, I, I feel like I should know this. I think I do. Favorite dessert? Oh my god! I see this before, right? Maybe. It probably changed. Okay, I'll ask you a different one. Okay. 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 Um, um, favorite cereal? Oh snap! Um, 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 Honey Nut Cheerios. Of course, the one thing I can't have. Ah, oh, fuck! I shouldn't tell people how much it's nuts. Whatever. Um, honey nut. I'm not. I, yeah. It's nuts. Babe, honey nut. You're just like the person at the chocolate factory. You told me peanut but butter wasn't a nut. Where does it have the nut? Not the honey. N- nut. But it doesn't have nuts. Yes, it's it does. Just the name. It Babe. doesn't taste like any nuts I've. Actually, I don't know who's right about this followers you can I you feel can tell like I'm me. right I feel like I'm I've right. had a step away from honey nut cheers my entire life so I'm gonna be pretty upset if I deprive myself Babe, right. I'm gonna look it up right now I'll look it up later there's I one more know. question I have for you okay. oh it slipped my mind now I'm just nervous <laughs> about the nut cheerios <laughs> <laughs> okay um hmm. oh you're right you're right contains almond See, you're going to kill me. So we went to this I chocolate like factory, and they're they were selling um, dipped apples, like candied apples or caramel apples, and it was coated with something called tiger butter. I was like, "Oh, what's tiger butter?" And the lady was like, "Oh, it's peanut butter mixed with chocolate." I'm like, "Okay, I can't have that. I'm allergic to all nuts." And she proceeded to try to sell me tiger butter and she said it doesn't have nuts. peanuts it just has the butter or whatever the, the peanut butter it doesn't have actual nuts it doesn't like, have oh. nuts it just has peanut butter and then she was like recommending things to you <laughs> the snickers i was like do you, do you not know snickers has nuts <laughs> and the, yeah oh goodness and like, then she proceeded Mama. to tell us and i say this with love She's, then she told us that dark chocolate was sweeter than milk chocolate and I'm like no world is that the case but that's okay we still bought a lot from her and I totally enjoyed my my, my sweet tooth was very satisfied that trip yeah you bought two apples oh, so good so good last question you ready for it yes okay describe your ideal cafe Oh, you know, it changes depending on my mood, but low lighting. Interesting. I like a lot of seating, mainly like benches. Um, Is there a theme? Brick cozy maybe wood I see it okay so very like artisanal yeah gotcha you got a name for the cafe oh I'm making my cafe um Apollo and Artemis great no I was gonna just say like the coffee cup wouldn't it be Apollo and Artemis 
Apollo and Artemis. Look, Apollo Cafe. and Artemis. I mean, we're, we're I guess it works. In, in a couple years, we're going to be branching out to, to other to other stuff. Will you be serving food? Yes. Okay, awesome. All right, well, folks, that was it. Thank you all for listening. I trust that this was very beneficial and valuable to you all. By the way, Diane and I are relaunching community groups on Facebook. I'm heading a Divine Lovers and Twin Flames group where we talk about mostly it's going to be this one big workshop on love, how to manifest love, how to prepare for love, how to work with your triggers in the relationship. Um, we're going to do meditations and uh, workshops and something I call prayer circles or uh, meditation circles where you drop the name of your twin flame, people are alive, and I say a prayer, I send love and healing energies to your person or to whoever you want. So that is coming up soon, and having a community is absolutely everything. And we can go more mm-hmm. into detail in a later episode why community is so important. Um, but Diana, Miss Artemis here, is also launching <laughs> her own um, community that I'm going to be helping out with, also the Light and Harmony community. And so that's more geared to, that's like Ascension 2.0. For those who are serious about turning their spirituality into an actual lifestyle, if you want to live and breathe your purpose, like this is not just something you do when you meditate. This is not just something that you think about when you are feeling down, but you really want to monetize your purpose or you want to turn this thing into a whole career and lifestyle. This is, this, this is, this is it. Right. Or were so, you just ready to do the work on yourself for work. yourself? And right. Um, I know for a select group of people, they've, uh, you know, pulled away from the twin flame, or, you know, they're ready just to commit to their spiritual journey. And we get a lot of people who reach out who aren't necessarily twin flames, but are very. Um, activated, right, mm-hmm. and and seeking gui- guidance to, like, on their f- on furthering that ascension process, and so, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to be going in that direction. I mean, this is something that I had been looking at starting um, prior to all things Twin Flames, and never imagined what it was. I couldn't even imagine what it was going to look like or how it was able to manifest. So really exciting. Yeah. So that's coming up May 1st. More details to come. Um, right now, our website is ApolloAndArtemis.co. Um, you can find coaching calls and readings there. I am doing readings very temporarily. So scoop them while you can. All right, folks. Thank you all and have a blessed night. Bye. Thanks. Bye.